Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite. Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways. From saving to spending to, can we just eat half of it? Just finish your life. I, I want the donut. Well, there's plenty of silliness. Episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips. Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today. At rcu.org slash podcast. Or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Another first round bounce for a team we were convinced had it in them to make a deep run. We'll recap what went wrong for the Wild against the Blues and what's next for Bill Guerin and company. Plus, which bandwagon are we on now? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Jim Beam, Better Edge, Royal Credit Union, and Peak Vestibular Center. This is Season 3, Episode 125. Marcus Valido Fan Club Assemble! Not only is SodaStick.com the only place to get your official Marcus Foligno Fan Club tee, but it's also the only place to get all your favorite wild team garb, plus so much more beyond hockey. Use code BARDOWNBEAUTIES for 15% off your total purchase at SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting Let's Play Hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the State of Hockey Anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Remember, drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company in corporate Claremont, Kentucky. From New Voice Studios. Oh yeah, you betcha. Let's go to the boat. Discombobulate on the spot. Part of the Talk North Podcast Network. Fly out to Russia personally. <laughs> Jesse Pierce. This is off the rails. We're only a couple Already. minutes in. Alexis Pearson. We're not going to throw batteries on, on the ice at, you know, Kirill Kaprizov. This is, we're not that crazy. Whoa. Like Bar Down Beauty's Podcast. Was it about guys getting hammered down low night after night? Uh-oh. Like everyone loves to crap on analytics, but the analytics do not lie here. We are firing Fred at the top of the hour. More hit. It's like tea. <laughs> tea. Starts now. Hello, everybody. We're back. Uh, Minnesota Wild, not back. Uh, in yeah. fact, there were five game sevens this weekend, Alexis. Uh, and the Minnesota Wild, not a part of that as they could not get the job done, could not force St. Louis to continue the series. St. Louis goes on and advances to the second round against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, you know, a postmortem, Alexis. Are we surprised that, I mean, you look at how well this Minnesota Wild team performed during the regular season. Yeah. And yet again, it was a very different team showing up in the postseason. What are your thoughts kind of now that we've had a few days to sulk, right? Like we I'm still depressed, <laughs> but yes, like a little bit better than the other day. Um, yeah. So am I surprised? Not entirely. Okay. Here's the thing. I want to go back to the beginning of the series when everybody gave their predictions, who's going to win, who's going to lose. And how many people did you talk to? Did I talk to, did you hear say, see tweet, this is the series is a toss up. So many people were kind of in that boat of like, Hey, I can see the series going either way. Most people were convinced it was going to be a six or seven game series, which it was. Um, but the people who were, you know, deciding whether they thought the wild or blues were going to win a lot were on the fence. And so in that aspect, no, it's not surprising that the blues won. It wasn't like the wild were a sure thing and they completely collapsed and blew it. Right. I mean, these were two very balanced teams who, when we went into the series, we knew it was going to be pretty 
pretty competitive and back and forth. Now, that being said, seeing what the Wild did in the regular season to see the season end in this way, that's what's disappointing because I think most people who have been a Wild fan for their whole lives really felt differently about this team. My dad has said it. I've said it. You've said it. I've talked to so many people who've been like, I've watched this team my whole life and this is a different team. So in that sense, that's where it really hurts, where it truly, truly, truly felt like they were maybe going to do something in the postseason and they didn't. Um, so I, I have kind of, it's, it's mixed feelings on it as far as no, it's not entirely surprising, but yes, it still really hurts to be sitting here talking about the fact that they lost again in the first round. Jesse, um, what are your, you predicted a six game series. You just thought it was going to be the wild coming out on yeah. top. What, what are your thoughts uh, with the way things ended? You know, Minnesota's going to Minnesota. Uh, it's just, I knew it too. Like I started to, every time I feel like I'm believing <laughs> in this team, they do exactly this. Yeah. Um, I think the frustrating part is we talked about it kind of all year, Alexis, that there's this window that Minnesota had to go and make a deep run. And this was it because unfortunately, as we have said time and time again, this team that you saw this year cannot be the team next year due to the strict cap restrictions that they have. Um, so you've kind of squandered away this opportunity, not to say the wild won't be back there. I mean, they're yeah. still a very good team. They have a very, um, good prospect pool, but again, there's going to be those growing pains. Um, I think what was even kind of more disappointing was just like a lack of response from the Minnesota wild when they were down in game six, yeah. it just felt like there was zero urgency. Alexis, you and I had talked about this with uh meat sauce the other day on, mm -hmm. on Saturdays with sauce, shout out to him for letting us hop on the fan there. Um, but it did, it seemed like there was just no real urgency or desperation from the team in a do or die game. And yeah. I think that's what was so puzzling because you know how passionate these guys are, you know, how much mm -hmm. belief they had, but I almost feel like it's possible that there was so little, you know, every, every game we would talk to Dean and he'd say, that's fine. We're just going to take it game by game. And mm -hmm. it just felt like sometimes you need to get a little upset. Sometimes yeah. you need to be a little invigorated and not to say they weren't behind closed doors, but I think there's a little bit too much of that calmness that it was just like, no, urgency can be a good yes, thing. Yes, yeah. Yes. Urgency like, can be a very good thing. If you use it the right way, it's just like with, you know, negative feelings as a human being, like anger can be good when used the right way. And jealousy can be good when used the right way. And I think you're hundred percent right at that, Jesse, that, you know, I think almost they believed in themselves so much <laughs> that at times they didn't put that extra little bit of effort that was needed because, you know, not that they coasted or thought they could just get away with playing no. a certain kind of game and winning. But I think there was times where it's like, okay, this, you know, you need a goal here. You know, you can't just, you can't just keep skating and dumping in the puck and doing this and that you got to go score and you got to go win. And they didn't. And I think, I mean, <sighs> The other thing that was really disappointing, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit deeper in segment three and are up for debate, but it felt like there was so many players that were just passengers in this playoff series. And mm -hmm. I think the wild, there was a couple, I would say there's two games where they played poorly in the playoff series. Um, obviously the win, the games they won, they played very well. I thought they were very good in game one, even though they got shut mm -hmm. out and, and didn't win that game. Um, I would, I would bring it down to two games that I was a little disappointed in, in the way that they played. And unfortunately one of those was that game six elimination game. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just seemed like, I mean, Kirill Kaprizov, God bless his soul. I love that man. He was trying so hard <laughs> to do that whole thing by himself. And I'm like, you know what? I, I love you, Kirill. And yes, you're a superstar. And yes, you have the ability to go out and score one, two, three goals in 
the game if you need to. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the playoffs, you need more guys stepping up. You ne- we have touted the depth of this team all season, Jesse. And it was true. I mean, we weren't just saying that. We saw that. The stats showed that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't there in the playoffs. And I think ultimately that is one of the bigger reasons that they weren't able to succeed was because St. Louis Blues, their depth showed up from the blue line to the front end to their goaltending. I mean, they got depth when they needed it and the wild didn't. And I think that that really ended up hurting them. And it's just too bad. They got the home ice advantage. They did this, they did that, and they couldn't find a way to pull it out when it was all said and done. I mean, St. Louis, bottom line, St. Louis looked like a team that had been through the playoffs before, right? The team that knows what it takes to win a Stanley cup. Again, I, I feel absolutely. And I I tweeted it a number of times during game five, there were 100% too many passengers. I mean, Kirill Kaprizov was all over the ice, not even just on the score sheet. Yes. He scored those two goals in game five, but he was just so active and you could tell that he didn't want to lose and Mm -hmm. everybody else. It's not like, I mean, I hate to say that, but he is, he's the only player that had that fire that seemed to like really not want to lose. And everybody else just kind of seemed like, Oh, Oh, well, you know, we'll go hit the links later on, whatever. I mean, I think that it was, it was incredibly frustrating to see that because you know, that's not this team, you know, it's a team Mm -hmm. that is passionate and is competitive. And just for whatever reason, it seemed very, very flat. Um, you know, we'll have the exit interviews with players on Monday with Dean and Bill Guerin on Tuesday. Again, there's going to be a lot of questions. You have a lot of questions about contracts. You have a lot of questions about what makes sense to stick. Um, you know, you had talked about the, the need for scoring in those important situations. Mm-hmm. Minnesota squandered away the opportunity to bury St. Louis when they were down three of their top defensemen for crying out loud. And it just nothing. They squandered away home ice advantage, just all of it. I'm still fired up a little bit. I, I thought yeah. I was over it, Alexis. I'm not over it, apparently. I mean, um, Jesse, I think you can attest to this. The one of the worst parts about working in sports is when your team does something like this and everybody wants your opinion on it. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to go over this anymore. I mean, yeah. I have so many people asking me when they see me, texting me, like, hey, what happened to the wild? I'm like, I you're you're just digging deeper into this wound. I don't need it right now. Stop asking my opinion. I mean, I'll so give it, it to you though. I'll tell yeah, you. you're gonna hear it. Uh, you're yeah. gonna regret you asked for it after you get it. But um, yeah, it's uh it's tough because it, after a season like this, it almost feels like, you know, it's like, I don't have the answers, you know, it's like, they should have been better and they weren't. And, yeah, you know, right. some seasons it's like, oh yeah, they were lucky to get into the playoffs and it just wasn't their year or though they had injuries. There's been lots of playoffs where they've been through that this season. It's like, I don't, I don't have a good reason. I don't have a good excuse. I, other than they just didn't do enough. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's the part that hurts the most is I, we can't point our fingers at anybody other than the team themselves for just not doing what they needed to do to get the job done. Well, right. I mean, in a way you're pointing fingers at literally everybody right yeah. on the team from, and I will include the coaching staff in that I have yeah. kind of some questions based on the lack of changes. You know, I think there could have been some different things there um, again, and injuries too, right. I get guys are going to mm-hmm. play through it, but Matt Dumbo, for instance, easily 50%. I guarantee he was not a hundred percent. Right. And you can't a 50% Matt Dumba isn't going to help you either. I mean, again, from, from top to bottom, I don't want to call people out. And, and I know we can talk about the goaltending real quick. Alexis and I have had our conversations about goaltending naturally all year long. I have never been impressed with it. Um, goaltending is not the biggest blame I will place on the reason they lost mm-hmm. the series. Um, you know, Mark Andre Fleury did his part. Yes. Sometimes rebound control wasn't great. I don't disagree with the starting of flower instead of cam Talbot, mm-hmm. uh, because ultimately cam Talbot lost that starting role and made them go out and trade for Mark Andre Fleury in the mm-hmm. first place. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, but Alexis, 
do you, I mean, what was your feeling on how goaltending ended the year? I mean, do you think they improved heading into the playoffs? They still didn't win. Right. And we've talked yeah. about at length, how goaltending is how you advance the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the goaltending was improved though, with the addition of flurry and with that uh, tandem then? Oh man. Well, I, I agree with you, Jesse, in the sense that goaltending was not why we lost this series. And I feel so bad for Cam Talbot being thrown in game six and being expected to perform. And yes, you're a professional. You got to go out there. You got to try your best. And, you know, you want to try to get that win. And, you know, so at the end of the day, there's that. But at the same time, that's a tough ask of a professional athlete to say, hey, you know, you've been sad for five games. This is the most important game of the season. (laughs) You're probably pissed off. Yeah, like you're probably angry. You're probably you're not fresh. You know, your mind might not fully be there. Your body might not fully be there. Um, Goalies we know are creatures of habit. And, and that's, that's a lot to ask of a goaltender. Um, and so, and I don't think it was Cam's fault. We lost that game. I don't, I don't think there was any one game you can point at in the series where you can say "Mm, goaltending was our problem there. There was a lot of other things that, that went on. Um, Cam Talbot was playing some of the best hockey of his career heading into the playoffs. So, um, that you look at that and you think, okay, well, that's why there was such a big debate of who do you start the Stanley cup champion, Marc-Andre Fleury, or do you start the guy who's playing better goaltending at this point in time? Um, and so I had no problem with them starting flurry. I would have been fine with them starting tell, but I think either way you you've got a chance there. Um, I don't know if I agreed with putting cam in, in game six, just more so in the sense that, you know, if I was going to change the goaltender, I would, I said this on Sasa's show as well on Saturday, I would have done it either after you lost that first game and put Cam in for game two, or I would have done it going into St. Louis when you're getting a change of scenery, change of pace. I wouldn't have done it that late in the series. That is early. Goodness. Hey, no, gracious listen, Alexis. I would have rode flower. I'm just saying, Ooh. if you're gonna make the swap, that's when I would have done it. I wouldn't have done it in game six. Um, and I just, I'm somebody who believes, you know, the player who got you where you are, let them ride it out. They deserve to see it through. And that's kind of how yeah. I felt with flurry of like, he was here for the first five games. Let him see this thing through. If he gets us the win in game six, God bless him. We'll try to win game seven. If he doesn't, you know what you, you went down swinging with the guy who, who got you here. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's, I mean, and again, that that's just my opinion. I, I don't think there was a right or wrong way to necessarily handle the goaltending in this, in this playoff series for the wild. It's just easy now in hindsight to go back and say, Oh, we could have done this. We could have done that. Could have started him, could have played him. Um, but unfortunately, uh, regardless of who they started, neither goaltender stood on their head either. And I think that's what was yes. frustrating for wild fans was they didn't lose the schemes, but Mark Andre Fleury, who is a known clutch playoff goalie, didn't also go out and win us a game either. So that's how I see it. No. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the goaltending situation come this off season. Again, so many question marks and we'll yeah. even get into that more next week after we do have the opportunity to chat with Bill Guerin and players and get a better sense of what they might be thinking of doing. Um, Cause I imagine it's going to be very active off season. Yeah. Um, and we will talk more about reasons why the wild loss in segment three and up for debate. But first we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Alexis, we got to pick our new teams, right? We can bandwagon yeah. onto somebody else. Like mm-hmm. I've, not gonna stop watching hockey, probably. Yeah. Like I need someone else to root for. So yeah, and I mean Toronto's out. So you know, yeah, no, you know, I is... get that you like Toronto because there's so much like Minnesota, right? Like well, that's gotta be it. Yeah, we'll get into this in segment two because I got beef with myself over this. So we'll get that sorted out in segment two. Classic. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. 
Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way, it's happened. Boys hockey, girls hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately, those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain, and a large portion have even experienced concussion-like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We're back. I mean, Alexis, if I were a betting person, which I am, thanks to our friends at Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, um, I would have for sure bet on Toronto not making it out of the first round because <laughs> that's just what they do. Uh, yeah. Would you have bet the same on betteredge.com? Um, I, I picked them to go to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, so I'm looking, cool. I'm looking real <laughs> smart right now. Um, that, w- that was the pick with my heart. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, I just kind of felt the same way about them as I felt about the wild. I'm like, okay, I think this year they're going to do something. Like, no, I just... No. I'm so mad at myself because Toronto is my second team. Like when the wild are done in the playoffs, I root for Toronto. Usually they're done at the same time. So it doesn't even matter anyway. Um, but I love Austin Matthews. I think they're a fun team to watch and they're in the Eastern conference. So I don't feel guilty rooting for them. Um, and every single year they disappoint me like the wild. And this year their series, like went pretty much exactly like the wilds, they were up two (laughs) games to one and then they just blew it. And it's just, it's sad. It's so sad because again, like Austin Matthews deserves better. Mitch Marner deserves better. Um, Nylander. There's so many guys on that team who like, I want to see them do well because they've got so much skill and it just baffles me how they can't, you know, advance. They can't get to that Stanley cup final or even the conference final. Um, I saw a very depressing stat this morning of like, they have like lost the most game seven games in a row after leading in the first round or some weird stat like that. It was just like a weird, ridiculous, sad stat. And I was like, wow, I want better for Toronto. So Toronto fan, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe it's because I'm rooting for them. Maybe I need to just pick a different team because the wild let me down. The Maple Leafs let me down. So uh, maybe next year is, is the year for both of them. So, I mean, you know, obviously credit Tampa Bay is, is good. Like I'm sick of them winning, but God, they are so good. They got one of the best goaltenders in the world, but ironically, he wasn't even the reason that they won. Like at the end of the day, Toronto let Tampa hang around way too long. Like they just couldn't close it out, which has been a consistent problem for them. I mean, it's just, it's, it is, it's unfortunate to see it's, I think it's hilarious because it's just like, Oh, can this keep happening? The epicenter of the hockey world. And it's just, you know, cause their fans, sorry, Toronto fans, you guys are a little, little out there, a little crazy. Um, but no, they were not the only game seven. We had a lot of game seven action over the course of the weekend which is freaking amazing. It makes it even more sad that the wild couldn't have make that happen. Couldn't be part of that excitement. Uh, but you got Carolina taking down the bees. Um, you also have Edmonton advancing Connor McDavid picks up, uh, they go past the LA Kings, which how that went to seven games anyway. I'm, I'm still baffled by that. Don't sure. even get me started on, on why I don't understand how, how the Kings hung around for as long as they did. Makes no sense. 
Calgary and Dallas and uh, as well as the New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins. We were recording yep. this just prior to those puck drops. Yep. Um, I'm rooting for the Rangers and I'm rooting Same. for uh, Calgary. Calgary. Right? Yeah. I mean, if Ryan Suter goes to the second round of the playoffs in Minnesota Wild, don't. It's going to be just devastating. It's not even Ryan Suter. It's the it's stars Ryan as Suter. a whole. No, no I, I, I can't. I No, the stars can't advance. Listen, okay, so I picked the Maple Leafs to advance to the final. They're done. I picked Calgary to advance to the final as well. If both the teams that I picked to advance to the Stanley <laughs> Cup final lose in the first round, it's going to be a tough look for me. So I just, I think Calgary What's is new? Too, what would know, you know? Every day of my life, this is what it's like. I just think Calgary's too good. I mean, credit to Dallas too. They've got a good team. I just think Calgary is like built for the playoffs. I don't know. I just, I, I got a feeling Calgary is going to win that one. I think the Pittsburgh Rangers one is a toss up. We obviously won't get too much into this because these games are going to be done by the time you guys watch. But uh, I did have Carolina advancing over the Bruins. That was a mm-hmm. fun series to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, Edmonton. I had Edmonton winning against the Kings. So honestly, the only two series that haven't panned out how I've predicted so far is the wild and blues and the um, Maple Leafs and bolts. The other don't ones lie. Don't good. tell me you had Colorado sweeping. No, not sweeping that I'm just saying winners. Yeah, I'm just saying true. winners. That's yeah. True. I didn't have anybody sweeping anybody, uh, but yeah. no, the winners of the series, those are the only two I've been wrong about so far. How's your bracket looking overall? Did you do one? Uh, I didn't even really do one. No, oh, that means I you would have just picked, lie your way through the playoffs. I can no lie my way through. You. Yep. All my teams have advanced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I tweeted mine out, so I can't lie. It's out there. So, I mean, you feel free to lie. Make yourself, look you know, good. yeah, Carolina. And no, um, I, cause I actually, you know, it's funny. And I, I thought about this yesterday, Alexis, when we were on Saturdays with sauce and I chose the Bruins, which yep. I find very uncharacteristic because how long have I been riding this Carolina? Yeah, train? You love like, Carolina. I love Carolina. Yeah. And I'm like, you're like the anti bunch of jerks fan. Like yes. you, Carolina is like your Big team. Fan. Like I love those guys. Yeah. I felt like I had to be different. Um, no, I do. I like Carolina. I still like Bruno and the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Um, Which I, that series wasn't as much of a cakewalk as I no. thought it was going to be. So I'm a little like, I don't know. I was a little surprised that the, I think I predicted the um, Panthers to win in six which is what happened. Yeah. But I was just surprised that the caps hung around. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if that series would have been a sweep. Yeah. I just predicted six. Cause I never feel comfortable predicting sweeps. Cause mm-hmm. they're just pretty rare. Right. Um, so that one was a little shocking. It'll be fun to see how the, the bolts and the, and the cats match the up in the battle that of round. Florida yeah. is going to be a blast. Um, but no, I do. I just, I like Bruno, but you know, me too. Also, I'm just a big fan of any team that has a bunch of Minnesotans on it. Yep. So then I can, you know, hang with the cup later on in the summer. Yeah. Um, Let's go with, now we have to cheer for Colorado. I have to cheer for Colorado. No, you can't pick a divisional team. That's against the rules. I, have to cheer. Cheer I don't want somebody. pick I... Caroline. Oh, you mean you need a West and an East mm-hmm. or what do you, what do you do? I need a West okay. and an East pick Calgary like me. Then we can be cheering for them together. I, I wouldn't mind seeing more Dale Sutter. Cause he's funny. okay. He's hilarious. He's that so who put a quarter in him. That guy <laughs> is just has the best quotes of all time. Yeah, it's a nice might... day. It's spring. There were baby geese on my backyard. <laughs> He's like John Tortorella 2.0. I might become a, a, a Daryl Sutter fan because he scares me more. Yeah, he, he's I asked him one question this year and I was just I got this look. No. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, thank you. That's why that's why I'm picking the flames flames in seven because Daryl Sutter is scary. So I pick mean, the same as you. I'm going to go Florida and Colorado that for your Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. Okay. I think that's a lot of people's finals. So I think that's a fair, I, I mean, I they got me worried now though, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
I think that'll be a fun series between the bolts and the cats. I, I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I think the Colorado St. Louis series is going to be very good. Um, I think there's, there's going to be some fun second round series here between, between the teams that have advanced and uh, you know, if Dallas ends up advancing, that'll be interesting to see, you know, after a big upset like that, if they can hang around in a second round. So it's, it's playoffs are getting a little spicy. Playoffs yeah, are it. good yeah. guys. We back. We yeah, are we back. back. Um, again, we will dive into a little, one more, one more go around at Wild, one more Wild therapy Lost, session. guys. Yeah. Sorry, just one more. And don't we'll ask back. us about it the rest of the offseason. Don't ask us about it anywhere. <laughs> we'll have to relive it like maybe once or twice, yeah. but that's it. That's all. So we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, up for debate. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, this is producer Fred. I just want to ask everyone to go out there and spread the word about Bar Down Beauties. Leave us a like, share, thumbs up, review. You name it, we want to hear from you. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, your favorite podcast app. We're back. Okay, guys, one more time. We're just going to go through it. Let it all out. <laughs> one more time. Minnesota Wild losing in six games to the St. Louis Blues in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. Um, Alexis, but why did they lose? Was it special teams? Was it goaltending? Was it not playing a full 60? And sure, you could say it's all of that because it yeah. very much is yeah. all of that in and some, but there's three suggestions on Twitter and that's what we yep. get. So that's what we're going to take. So what is your number one reason of the three reasons given why the wild did not get out of the first round this year? For me, it's a hundred percent special teams, special teams, absolutely obliterated them in the playoffs and going into the playoffs. My two X factors were special teams and goaltending. I think goaltending ended up being a non-factor really one way or the other for both mm -hmm. of the team. I mean, I thought both, I thought the goalies who played in the playoffs, this series played well. I don't think anyone really completely stood on their head. Even the, the game that, that who won where he shut out the wild in game one, I thought that was more so, you know, the, the blues just scored and the wild couldn't find the back of the net because yeah. they were hitting posts yeah. and you know, whatever. So I don't think goaltending ended up being as big of a factor as we maybe anticipated, but special teams. Oh my God. That was so hard to watch. It was so hard <laughs> to watch the penalty kill. It was so hard to watch the power play and even just taking penalties at inopportune times when like you need a goal in the third period. And instead you're killing a four minute, like double minor high sticking penalty. Like that kind of stuff was just so frustrating. And it, it did end up turning the momentum in games time and time again, when the wild couldn't get a power play goal, when they needed one, they couldn't kill a penalty when they needed one, they get frustrated and they take a penalty. So they're killing penalties instead of playing five on five. And I really think if more of this series would have been played five on five, or if the Minnesota wild would have just like figured it out on special teams, I do think that you've got a different outcome in the series. I think at least yeah. it goes seven. And I think the wild have a better chance of winning it because you can go through every, all six of the games, from that series. And I can show you exactly where special teams let them down in each of those games. I mean, it's, I'm not even trying to be funny. It's not funny. Stop I know laughing. It's, it's traumatizing. It's awful. We knew this was going to happen and it happened. And so it's just so you did. Cause you picked that being like yes. the kryptonite, right? Like, yes, I was like, this yeah. is going to absolutely kill them. If it gets into a special teams battle, this is going to kill them. And it did. And so to me, that was the biggest issue for them. And I really think you've got a different series um, if there's not so many special teams issues for the Minnesota wild, Jesse did one of those three stick out, or is there something different? You want to throw a wrench in this? I mean, and, and throw no, else out? cause we can't let anybody else throw a wrench yeah, in it. And then so. they'll be mad. They're like, why'd they get another for, option for <laughs> the sake? Cause we can, first of yeah. all, we can, if we I wanted the rules to, and we I, break the rules, I baby. freaking <laughs> will do it, but we didn't, we're not going to, um, since you said special teams, and obviously I think that is the number one problem, but number two for me for sure is playing full 60. I had an issue with that 
throughout the season, because for some reason that second period, Minnesota dropped very, yes. Like, and yes, I'm going back to specifically like game five and game six, but just in general, as a whole, looking back on the year, I'm like that for some reason has constantly been an issue because they it's almost like they trusted themselves too much to come back in the third, right? Like, nope, we can do this. We're going to come back in the third and it's going to be fine. And it worked out for them. But that's, that was something that we had asked as members of the media constantly too, is like, is this sustainable? Cause I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think yeah. you guys should get too comfortable with playing a 40 minute game. Like, I mean, or 50, even like it just, it never felt like they got that full 60 in any effort and whether it was the second period to me, the second period mm-hmm. stands out more. And again, I'm probably thinking specifically about game five. Cause that was bad. Mm, um, yeah. but in general, there was always down and yes there's going to be legs right but it seems like they would take a full period off full whether it period. was yeah. the first period the second period it usually they give up the like third. four goals in the second period and then come yes. out and score five in the third it's like okay that that'll work for you in the regular season but like, I promise you it's going to be a lot harder in the playoffs oh yeah. my goodness so I mean that's definitely up there for me too like I don't know how you just just play hockey for the full 60 yeah. It's a 60 minute game. I mean, f- give me 55 minutes. Give me 55 yeah. minutes. I don't care. Just like, well, and like you said, every team in a game is going to have lulls where, you know, maybe they have a bad shift or they've got a bad couple of minutes or, you know, whatever that's going to happen to almost every single team in almost every single game. At some point, mm-hmm. you just can't afford to fall asleep for an entire period. That's where no. you're going to end up getting beat because the teams in the NHL are way too good to let you get away with that for the most part. And especially come playoff time. And like you said, Jesse, it just seemed like it really, bit them. And then in the playoffs, you know, compared to the regular season where they ended up having that urgency and that burst of energy in the third period of like, all right, forget about it. We'll just go score a few more goals. We'll get some good right. goaltending. We'll call it a day Right. in the playoffs. It, teams aren't going to let that fly. They're going to score a few goals on you in the second. And then they're going to hang on in the third because then mm-hmm. they see victory on the horizon. So it, I, I do think those are probably the two, the top two issues for the Minnesota <sighs> wild in the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah. Angry. I need a stress ball or something. I did. I thought it was over. Sun's out. Yeah. It's nice. I like summer. Summer's a great time to have the off season. So yeah. whatever. I don't even care. I don't even care. We're fine. We love this for us. It's okay. It's all part okay. of the journey. It's all part. Of- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're good. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Next week. We will talk about how wrong. Um, I probably mostly was on my <laughs> preseason predictions. Shout out Chicago Blackhawks for completely you swung for the fences. Up. No one can blame you for that. You I tried did. your best. You really, I was and trying. I wasn't right about everything either. So it was whatever. <laughs> I mean, literally every team that I thought was going to do well was the exact opposite. That's hockey, baby. You know what? This hockey. is why we love it because you never know what's going to happen. You never Except know. Except Minnesota did not win the division. So there's that, yeah, right? That, I was wrong about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. was a tough look for me. Yeah, that was a time. That's what I get we'll for being more. chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, we have a good time. So, um, again, we will have content pushed out all throughout, uh, the rest of this quote unquote off season. But as you all know, there's never really an off season. Things yeah. are going to be happening. Um, you know, we got the beauty league. We'll keep watching hockey. So stick with us. We love you guys open to ideas. Um, as I put out on Twitter, would love to share some more, you know, local or even national stories yeah. just about, the use it doesn't have to be all NHL. NHL is great, but like one percent of people make it to the NHL, right? Yeah. Like, with it's not all that uh, that's there. So if you've got some cool, maybe there's a cool summer hockey league you're a part of. Maybe Alexis mm-hmm. and I should join a hockey league. You want to have us come out there and play? Yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend that. I've seen us play hockey before, but you know what? We'll make it fun. That. We'll make it fun. We won't. We probably won't be good, <laughs> but we will have fun. That's <laughs> and that's what that's what matters, guys. Yeah. That's the heart of heart of Bardown Beauties is having fun, right? 
F that it's about winning and we didn't win. So yeah. uh, <laughs> when it's about winning and you don't win, it's about winning. That's just embarrassing. I'm uh, fine. No, I'm fine. Moving on. Fine. Moving on. That's going to do it for this week's episode. As always, shout out to Doc North for featuring us on their network. Uh, shout out to sodastick.com, 15% off with code Bardown Beauties at checkout. Obviously, all the sweet gear with sodastick.com, better edge, B E T T R edge.com, code Butes, B E A U T B E A U T. S. That was like a little rap. You got that was a little there, rap. Man. I yeah. picked it right back up just like M would. Uh free $10 when you uh enter there. Again, you could bet on anything and everything. It's a great app. Great people run it. We love them. Uh Royal Credit Union, less fee, more free. Jim Beam, cheers to you, cheers to me. And Peak Vestibular Center, uh, one of our newest sponsors. So shout out to them. We will have Dr. Tyler Stewart on uh to talk concussions and dizziness and all those symptoms that I'm sure. Every hockey player has felt, unfortunately, at one point in their career. So um, shout out to them for being a newest sponsor with us. As always, you guys are the best. We love it. Um, love running into people at the Home Depot. Shout out to the guy there that thought I was great. I was like, yep, I'm just going to get my flowers and go. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. We really appreciate it. And uh, another thank you to Meat Sauce and mm-hmm. uh, and I guess Kevin Falness too. Yeah. I was not told he was going to be there. I probably would have reconsidered joining Sauce's set. How uh, many times do you think Falness has heard that in his lifetime? I, mean, I wasn't every- told you were going to be here. I would have maybe reconsidered. Yeah, like I was like, oh, now, now I have to go hang out with Falness on a Saturday afternoon, please. Yeah. Yes, whatever. But it was fun. We had a great time. We did have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Chad Abbott, if you're listening, still available. So, yeah, love you. Uh, Love you. (laughs) Yeah, you're the best. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the hockey that's still on because it's uh, still hockey season for a little bit longer. So, have a good one.